Hey everyone, and welcome back to FamCast. This is episode 62, and we are continuing our summer of streamers. We have uh, Burb, the smallest Burb, with us today. Um, luckily, she was able to jump on uh, on after work. Um, east, or, uh, she's West Coast, we're East Coast, so we're, we're lucky that we were able to make the, the times work. Um, how's everyone doing tonight? Doing good. I'm doing good. Doing real good. Awesome. And uh, Tim's not with us tonight. He had uh, he had some other things going on, but we do have Trey with us as well. Um, Yay! So as uh, as always with uh, with our summer of streamers, we always like to to highlight um, different people that we've kind of met throughout our uh, could be our Twitch career, uh, just going to different uh, gaming events. So we I I feel like I've seen you kind of around a, a few different um, places now because I've seen you at PAX East at, at one mm-hmm. point. Um, yes. So you, you've been you've been pretty busy between uh, I know when we met you you were working on on MageQuid and now you're you're at a completely different company right? Yes, so I am currently a community manager at Gung Ho Online Entertainment. Okay. Uh, so we're wow. in California. We're a Japanese um, company that has a, a few a few titles on our under our belt. Um, we have Puzzle and Dragons, um, which is a mobile gotcha game. Oh, um, yeah. We've got Let It Die, which is a, I guess you'd call it like a hack and slash. Yeah, you like uh, Let It Die? Nice. That's a good game. <laughs> Senpai. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and more recently, we had, uh, we actually just launched a game back to back. We had Teppin, which is our collaboration with Capcom, and we had uh, the Grandia HD collection, which just came out on Switch on Friday. So I'm still. Kind of catching up on my sleep from that. Oh yeah, you're partly swamped then. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not too bad. We have a we have a good team. Oh man, I didn't know nice. it came out on Friday. I got to go pick that up. Yeah, it's, download it's, that. It's really good. I'm really happy with how it came out. I've been seeing lots about it on uh, on Twitter. Lots of excitement around it. It seems. Yeah, it's been a long yep. time since Billy Grandia game, but there are yeah. some fantastic games and. 22 years? Already? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, now it's on the Switch. Game. It's like a, a must pick up. Like anything that comes to the Switch, I'm like, <laughs> give me it. Done. Sold. It's such a great console for something like that, you know? Any of those, yeah. uh, those like collections of, um, yeah, something. Like classic games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like classic games. Since we're not getting um, the virtual console, yeah. Nintendo. Right. <laughs> yeah. So. A lot of consoles. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It, I know we we talk about it all the time. It'd be nice to see more uh, more classic games on the Switch, but it's nice that you know companies are instead of having a virtual console on the Switch, these companies are putting out these collections on their own, which helps out a little bit. Yeah. Um, so to to give uh, everyone that that might not know you uh, that, that's listening maybe a better idea, um, kind of where where you came from, how you uh, got into the industry, um, we kind of want to start. Um, Kind of before you even uh, got into the industry as, as a whole, um, maybe just when you got into gaming, is that something that you grew up with? Is it something that um, you knew you wanted to do for a job? How, how did this all begin? So I've been playing video games since I was like five or six years old. <laughs> so so I'm I'm 25. So that's you know over over a decade of, of yeah. gaming right there. Right. Um, but I started with the um, the original Nintendo. I was a huge fan of uh, the Jekyll and Hyde game, okay. which if you guys ever have 
have heard of or have experienced that game, it's it's almost impossible to beat. It's among yeah, like... it's among some of the most difficult gameplay <laughs> um, in in gaming history. But um, that's where I kind of started, and then grew up with games. Uh, was the um, president and vice president of gaming groups both in my high school, which was really interesting because I went to an all-girls high school. Oh, wow. Um, That's awesome. And then in my college, I was the gaming um, president. Uh, we had the Drew, organiza- Drew Organization of Gaming, which was DOG, nice. <laughs> which I always <laughs> <Nice>. loved. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I did that, and then um, right, I had a... Um, in college, I had a actually a radio show for gaming where we would talk about gaming. Um, and then from there, I started actually writing for a gaming website called Gaming Access Weekly. Um, and kind of just everything from there um, up until that point, had I had been so insanely involved with everything gaming from doing local game tournaments, um, working with gaming cosplayers for a local organization called the Senpai Project. Um, okay, yeah, for- and I, I, I was writing for three years for them, and I recently just transferred over. Um, so my, my degree has nothing to do with gaming. I was, <laughs> I was an environmental science major oh, wow. in college. Oh, wow. um, and I was going to be a scientist, and then I got heavily back into gaming and it all died <laughs> from there. <laughs> Nothing wrong awesome. with that. Yeah. Uh, so basically how I got kind of back into it was uh, doing conventions with the gaming website. Um, I went to RTX and PAX East and PAX South and PAX West. Yeah. <laughs> all the PAXs. Always. <laughs> um, New York Comic Con, things like that. And uh, that's how I met, ended up meeting uh brett and chad from uh bullcut studios um and getting involved with them uh i was their community manager for almost a year um because they didn't really have um at the the point where i joined back with them there was no online multiplayer yet it was still local multiplayer only um so they had to figure out a way to get you know an audience from that and that's kind of where I started with them working with them at conventions and then working with them on their PR stuff and yeah that's that's pretty much been my gaming experience up until this point working with uh, Gung Ho. Wow that's uh I'm mean, that that's it's a pretty extensive uh portfolio that you have already for uh um I mean you're you're 25 and you've been doing uh, I mean you really have been involved with games outside of just casually since high school so that's that's extremely impressive thank you so with with the community because i know you're community manager now for uh, for gung-ho and that's what you were doing with um uh, with mage quit before Mm -hmm. Uh, would you say that that's kind of your with all the things you've done in the gaming industry would you say that that's kind of your passion now is that is that kind of what where you feel like you you fit into the gaming industry yeah, um, with community management, it's it's one of the, it's a really different from all the other positions in the gaming industry, in my opinion, because it's really about 
the the community you deal with. Um, because with something like, I don't know, with, with programming, there's, you know, there's a set of rules. You can, you know, always go outside those set of rules. But with mm. community management, it feels like it's a different, it's a completely different book every time. Like you're learning sure. new rules from each of your communities. Like when you're, when you're working with a mobile game, that's completely different from working on a, you know, um, on an online multiplayer or something mm, like that. Okay. I never um, thought about it like that too. That's a good point. Yeah. So when you go, let's say I worked on, I worked on Mage Quit, which is an online multiplayer um, for PC. Mm-hmm. That's completely different community from the Grandia community that I was working with, um, where it's you know uh, hardcore RPG fans. So you completely have to change your mindset and the content you create from one game to another. And it's uh, it it definitely is a lot of planning involved. Oh yeah, I, I can imagine. I mean, from from what we do on on our end, it makes it look so so small scale. Like we're scheduling out tweets, and you're dealing with thousands of people that are wanting to uh, you know play this game. It's it's that's a big responsibility. Yeah, you definitely have to you have to be a good listener, and you have to constantly be involved. Sure, um, true. It's definitely not, you know, I do have my my set hours of, you know, when I go into work and when I leave work, but I feel like I'm constantly, like, on, you know, oh, yeah. being involved with the community. I, like, constantly look at my phone to see what the latest, like, comments are and things like that. So oh, yeah. You never yeah. really go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and with something like the uh, the gaming industry where, you know, something can get announced, you know, at, at really at any time, you have to stay on top of it, I'm sure. So, yeah. It's, for That's, sure. Yeah, you're pretty much always on the clock, even though you aren't officially. I, I can understand that. Yeah, yeah I'm say, What's sure that? you guys get that too with like content creators and you oh, know, yeah. constantly having to, you know, be aware of what's going on in your yeah. own content circles. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just gonna ask, like, what's that uh, like that balance between being the community manager and then like managing your own stuff? Because I know you're, like you're also a streamer as well, right? So mm-hmm. like, what's that balance like between like the gaming industry and then your content? Yeah, I, so it's more about the, the stance you take with when you're dealing with content for a company versus your own content. There's definitely a lot of more freedom with my own content because there, you know, there are rules for when you're working with a company and, things they want you to create versus what you want to create and the kind of stuff you like to create. Like, for example, my content uh, streaming wise is based around horror and indie games. Um, (laughs) But when I'm working with gung ho that that's, you know, I'm working on like a sci-fi or fantasy title. So there's definitely a different. um, And then just the way you interact with people, you know, from a company standpoint versus, um, how you interact with your own community. Um, there's definitely a lot of overlap, but there's definitely a more of a disconnect when you're working with the company versus when you're working with your own content, I think. Okay. Let me write down these notes yeah. real quick. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I like the challenges of both. Um, I think they're both really interesting, but 
I, I kind of like the ability to, uh, every day is something different with working with the company. Like you're never working on one thing at any time. So that's, that's always really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with, uh, like the huge, like growing market with, between like Teppin and then I'm sure there's like a huge market of people like, Oh my God, Grandia's coming back out. Like me, like I was super excited to hear about that. And it came out Friday. I had no idea about that, but, mm-hmm. um, I guess like just trying to balance it, the, the two would be so so tough, but I mean, hey, you're doing a good job for it. So, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, when I was working on Mage Quit, I was actually uh, in graduate school. Oh wow! Um, wow, which dang, is something that a lot of people don't know. Um, yeah, I was working on my on my master's in writing while I was working for Mage Quit. Um, and balancing, and I was also working a third job, which had nothing to do with anything. It was more of just uh, financial help. But right, right. Um, <laughs> I know um, that's true. I worked for my I worked for my college in the financial aid program. <laughs> okay. A financial aid department. Um. So I was doing three things at once, and that forced me to kind of have to uh, schedule everything very specifically. Um, so I knew from, you know, like 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. that was work. And then what days were classes and what day was I going to do stuff for Mage Quit? And what day was I going to do stuff for my own streaming content? And it's definitely difficult to balance um, of work life to stream life. But it's, it's you know, it's a hustle. <laughs> we, all, <Yeah. laughs> we all experience it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a grind for sure. Yeah. It really is. But I'm I'm really lucky um, that I got to finish my master's because now um, part of what I get to do with community management is that I'm writing DLC for one of our games, Galaxy. Oh wow! Um, oh, right on. Yeah, so wow. we have we have events that come out every we have we actually have two events that come out every month, and I get to write the um, kind of the story behind what that event's going to be. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, so we just did a we just did an Area Fifty One uh, parody <laughs> one recently. That was nice, super cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, my my job for that day was researching Area Fifty One memes, which was <laughs> that's a good that's a good day of work right there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if my job contained uh, searching for memes as part of a game. Right. <laughs> done. This is the industry for me for sure. <laughs> It's in like the, yeah. the job prereqs, like you have to know, you have to be on top of your memes. Oh, yeah. When you're, <laughs> you'd be surprised how many uh, social media and community management positions on gaming websites where it's just like, know your memes. Okay. That's awesome. <laughs> that's actually pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, nice so- to see that that's kind of been embraced. Yeah. Oh. More, more definitely, definitely more companies um, are kind of required to understand meme culture more. Yeah. yeah. That's so funny. I love it. Wendy's has kind of like set that golden standard. Like oh, they're, yeah. uh, Wendy's <laughs> they're is always like on top of it. Top of Wendy's the food chain. Wendy's and Arby's. Sure. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Arby's has been killing it. Oh, it's funny because Arby's actually hires a third-party artist to do all their, um, to do all their content creation. So oh, when wow. you see like the... Um, 
the the fry boxes or the sandwich boxes that are made into like video game characters and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. that that's actually an independent artist who makes all that for them and interesting they post it out yeah because yeah, i know um mm-hmm. i think there was like a cosplay person that did the big like nightmare yeah that's yeah. right i forget the name of them but yeah i saw that in person i was like wow this had to take a lot of time and a lot of fries. I'm just, I don't know. Yeah. And a lot of sandwich boxes. A lot of sandwiches. Right. <laughs> a lot of sandwiches, a lot of fries. Got to get the yeah. grease just right. <laughs> yeah, I've seen them at a few conventions and everything to where they'll uh, they'll hide their uh, like the creations around the convention hall and they'll like tweet it out and you have to go find it or whatever. Oh, that's super cool. I've never yeah. seen that. It'd be cool to have one of those uh, creations to to own. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give me the nightmare any day. I'll take it. Yeah. So with with social media being such a, a big part of your role, um, how as far as like your like a day to day, would you say social media kind of takes up the majority of your time during your work day, or um, is research maybe a, a good chunk of that as well? Yeah, I would actually, so it's, it's surprising because there are times where I have to be on, you know, social media and, um, uh, be constantly aware of what's happening on social media. But a lot of the, a lot of the time the research is spent on, um, um, content creation type things. So like, um, learning how to make specific types of content or learning how to make new types of content. Um, So I've been learning a lot with uh, Premiere Pro. I already had a lot of experience with it, but having to do this job, I've had to learn twice as much as I already knew. So it's, it's a lot of research on new types of content creation and you always have to be on top of the newest um, type of software and, and who's using what and new tricks, how to make your, content more efficient and reach more people so it's a, it's a lot of that sure. kind of research okay yeah i'm, I'm just and not getting I, into learning all that stuff it's insane oh, i don't know how trevor does it but i want to get to that level <laughs> <laughs> it is insane <laughs> yeah it's a uh, I, I feel like um any of the uh, adobe programs are so overwhelming uh, mm-hmm. especially at first that like anymore the the best way is just to be self-taught and finding those tutorials out there and kind of just teaching yourself these uh like the late the latest trends kind of like what you're saying mm-hmm. um that that's a lot so are you actually creating the the content as well yes being a, wow yeah so wow i mean we we definitely have an amazing graphic designer she's fantastic um but there are times where i have to make uh, content or where i want to create new types of content so we'll kind of split up the work um, where somebody will create, you know, some some of the assets for me, but I'll go in and maybe I'll create the video content behind it. So it's it's definitely a team effort there. Um, but the I've definitely been learning a lot more about how uh, Photoshop works and how Premiere Pro works and all that um, doing this job. That's awesome. That sounds right up my alley. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you yeah. guys do. You guys do awesome uh, when you when you do the D and D. Oh yeah, screens, <laughs> how you have the cameras and everything set up. I've I've definitely been keeping track of that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's that very, was uh, that one was a lot of fun. 
that was a lot of fun. I, uh, yeah. The um, Resident Evil D and D that we did. Yeah, that like, was I, so cool. I was a part of it. I was like, I was like, I was a guy behind the scenes, like doing the camera and the music and all that stuff. Oh, that was mm-hmm. so fun. I love doing like production side of things. It's like my favorite. Like I could, I could sit up, I could set up people's streams all day. If that was like a job <laughs> title, like stream setter upper, I would be that guy. That's actually uh, that was one of my jobs in in uh, college and undergrad. I worked for the Media Resource Center, and I would just have to set up cameras and speakers and oh, um, streams and stuff like that. <laughs> I got to drive the golf cart, which was really nice. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. Yeah, one of my friends ended up crashing it through the window of the library, but Ooh. <laughs> he somehow kept Yikes. his job. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, yeah. that's uh, that's impressive. That's impressive in itself. Always wear your seatbelt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> do golf carts have seatbelts? Yeah, I guess they do. They have like some the lap do. ones. Yeah. Yeah, some of them do. That's wild. If you're sitting in the back, you're just out of luck. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> One bump and you're a goner. Or right. yeah. roadkill. <laughs> <laughs> so as a as a person who's outside of the industry, what advice would you have for somebody who's wanting to get into it? Um, I think that everyone has their own way of kind of getting involved with the industry. Um, like I, a lot of people I know, uh, started off in press. Um, so if you maybe want to get involved with like a social media or community management or something like that on the on the marketing side then definitely um you know get involved with um you know your local press organization i you start small you start making those connections um if you're if you want to do something with art or animation or design or anything like that start with small programs like I think some of the best advice I actually heard, and I'm not, you know, I I make content, but in terms of actually creating um, animations or graphics for video games itself, um, some of the best advice I heard was from um, from Brett from from uh, Magequit, and he said just start with a program, start with the game that you want to make in a program like unity or, or something like that, that will, and then do, do a step-by-step tutorial, find that step-by-step tutorial on YouTube or something like that and make the game that you want to make, but also follow their instructions. Um, that might be good if you're looking for more of an art or design, um, or programming type position. Um, also just get to know the, the people in the industry. It's, I mean, I'm, I was very, very shy starting out and I didn't want to talk to anyone, right. but this wanting to be in the industry definitely pushed me to start talking to more people. Um, and now I can't stop talking. So, <laughs> <laughs> so double-edged sword there, but <laughs> um, yeah, but you just end up. Um, so for me, um, it was this weird it was this very strange um, thing that happened where I was actually looking to leave my job anyway in once I graduated and something um, forced me to, to leave that job prematurely. Um, they had a lot of um, 
they let go of a lot of people. Unfortunately, I was one of those people, uh, um, not to any fault of my own, just that's how businesses work. Right. Um, um, but a friend of mine who I had interviewed literally maybe three months before or four months before um, for a game called Arcade Spirit, um, she was a voice actress in that game, oh. um, happened to know of this position that was opening up across the country. And was just like, try for it anyway. So I interviewed and there was a, a long interview process and I got eventually got the job and I, you know, had to pick up all my stuff and move across the country, <laughs> but it was, it was definitely worth it. Um, so just finding those small opportunities wherever they are, don't, you know, don't ever sell yourself short um, and and definitely make connections when you can go to events go to um some of the some of the best uh connections and friendships friendships that i've made within the industry have been made in you know hanging out in a hotel after the convention oh yeah or just uh going out to lunch with a friend of a friend um that's how you that's pretty much how you do it it, it really is a, a hustle a lot yeah, it's of the time, the, but it's, it's a grind. Yeah, it's the grind, but yeah. Um, but then you end up, you know, working for a great company or or you know, starting out small and then building your way up, building your resume and things like that. So yeah, okay, good. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. It's a it's a lot of inspiration I can I can run with there. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> awesome. Wow. I tend to ramble, yeah. but <laughs> oh no, no. Give me any information you got, because I'm I'm trying to get into this industry somehow. So <laughs> we're we're getting there. Also, yeah. when you're when you're at conventions, go to panels that you think will you know be um, connected somehow to what you're interested in. Um, those because a lot of those speakers will stay afterwards and talk with different people and even if it's just you know hi my name is giving them oh, yeah. your business card making that first connection and then seeing them maybe at another convention and then they know your face and they know what you're doing now it definitely makes a difference that's awesome i know uh <laughs> there's a couple people like uh like max scoville uh, at mm. ign uh, i met him our first year three years ago at E3, yeah. And I, I came up to him. I was like, oh, Max. I was like, so, so nice to meet you. And he's like, oh, like, oh yeah. Like, what's your name? Like, what do you do? I'm like, oh, my name's Trey, blah, blah, blah. I gave him the whole spiel. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, you know, since this is your first E3, let's make this like a yearly thing. So he's like, let's take a picture. We'll talk for a minute. And I was like, all right, cool. So we took a picture. And he's like, oh, I'll see you next year. And that's exactly what happened. Next year after that, he's like, oh, Trey, what's up, man? And I was like, Max Colvin knows my name. This is awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I kind of had the same. It's it's funny um, with Mage Quit. Um, I interviewed them two years ago at RTX. Um, nice. And they basically they emailed uh, my company, basically saying like, "Hey, we see that you you know you're not particularly writing about a lot of indies, but wouldn't you?" Like, won't you guys take a chance on us? Essentially, was the email, yeah. and I was just like, "You know what? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a challenge." Yeah. 
<laughs> so I went over and uh, ended up talking with them. And then they were at, uh, we were at PAX East the same year. And then we were at PAX South the next, the same year. And I was just like, huh, I wonder how, like, I wonder if they have a team. I wonder if I can get involved with something like this. And then just by talking with, with Brett and bugging him enough. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying to bug people. But uh, but just by Consistent. talking with them enough um, and seeing that they had a need for something, um, that they, they had a spot that they really filled, that's how I was able to kind of get involved with them. Hmm. Um, so it's it's really about finding something that needs a need that has a spot that needs to be filled and kind of just saying, um, being bold enough to say, Hey, I can do this. Would you, you know, want to take a chance on someone like me? Because, you know, the, the mage quick guys, they only had met me a, a handful of times, but they, mm. you know, were sometimes it's the luck of, or will somebody take that chance on you? So. Yeah. True that. True that. Yeah. yeah. The, the hardest part can be taking that risk. Just, you know, getting the getting the application out there, walking up to that that booth and introducing yourself to someone. Um, so, I mean, I, I know myself, I'm I'm pretty introverted. Um, I'm pretty shy when it comes to uh, talking with people, um, as, as Trey true. knows. Very um, true. <laughs> so it, it's definitely um, it's definitely a struggle. But I, I think we're for the most part, everyone in the game industry is um, very helpful, very friendly. Um, very um very much willing to to hear you out um kind of hear your story and um i i mean i feel like we've met some of some of the the best people that we know through through these um whether it's the game industry or just through twitch um we've we've met some amazing people that way so i think it's a, a great community to feel comfortable in taking that risk in Definitely. I, I feel like everyone's kind of been, no matter who you talk to, I feel like everyone's kind of been in that same position so they understand a little better. Yeah, and just always be, I mean, this is kind of, it, it sounds like it should be common sense, but, you know, definitely uh, take a chance on talking to everyone because you never know where they're going to end up or who they're going to, you know, who they're going to be in the future. Like, for example, I... Uh, used to stay in hotels with um, with friends in the press industry because that's pretty much how you make it at these conventions. You share <laughs> yeah, a room right. with like four other Oof. people yeah, just, yeah, to, for sure. just to make it. But um, one of the people I ended up staying with was is now the community manager of Adult Swim. Or oh, um, nice. another friend of mine is, is a community manager for 505 Games. Um, and we met two years ago at RTX. So you never know who the people you meet are going to end up working for or become. And so it's just, you know, always, always just be, you know, respectful, treat people how you want to be treated. Oh, yeah. Thing, you know, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's like the perfect example, because uh, when we went to E3 our first year, that's how we met the people at uh, Sucker Punch. Oh, very oh. cool. Yeah. yeah. We were just kind of sitting around and. Like, oh, can we sit down? We're like, yeah, sure. And he was kind of talking, you know, let them know what we did. And they turned around. They're like, yeah, I'm the president of Sucker Punch. Yeah, I'm the art director of Sucker Punch. We're like, what? <laughs> but yeah, awesome. that was that was a really cool moment. 
That was one of the the best experiences because we were just talking like like friends. Like we had no no idea who they were, but they were still willing to just sit down and and, and talk with us. It was I think our our first D three was probably the best one we'll ever have. I don't think we'll ever be able to top that. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I don't think anything's gonna top that one. So and when was your guys' first D three? Like, what year did you guys go? That was that was three 17? years ago. So that's twenty seventeen. Yes. Yeah, I think it's that was our yeah. that was our first year. Yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. It was the first year that it was open to the public. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because we well, from the sound of it, we're lucky we didn't get media passes this year from the whole uh, ESA thing. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, no that's, bueno. That's really unfortunate. Yeah, from what I heard, that wasn't handled very well. Yeah. Hopefully you weren't. Uh, hopefully you weren't affected by that. No, because this was my first E three, and I was on the oh. exhibitor list, so I was kind of lucky enough to be uh, unscathed. But I have a lot of friends Good. who uh, I was very concerned for. In the oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I do too, for sure. I mean, that's that's terrible that that even happened. That shouldn't have happened at all. But age of the internet. Yeah, that definitely it's that that means it's probably definitely going to change next year or be something completely different. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, we didn't have a booth there, so I got to experience it kind of like as a fan for the first time, which was really nice. Oh yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, wow. But I do I do have to give hats off to Devolver Digital for <laughs> their uh, their booth across the street that had oh. a. Uh, had a Beavis and Butthead um, cornhole cornholio. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Corn <laughs> I love that. Dude, Devolver Digital is wild. They yeah. It, they knock out that that show every every time. Yeah. I think this time around they did like the like that twenty four hour reveal stream. That was that was mm-hmm. nuts. Yeah, yeah. That, that was nuts. Mm-hmm. Cool stuff. Yeah. I was sad that I missed their uh, their party. Everyone says like how how cool their parties are and how they highlight mm-hmm. all their games because it's right across the street there. But mm-hmm. I think we we ended up going to it was Bethesda or Microsoft or something. But I always hear great things about uh, Devolver. Just just kind of overall their their presence at uh, conventions, their interactions with the community. They uh, they definitely seem to be doing something right. Yeah, <laughs> and and speaking of. Um, that that's actually a really good point because that's another thing that I try and do as a as a content creator and as a community manager is what are what are my colleagues doing um, and how can I learn from them? Like it's it's funny, for example, not you know for for as many good things that have happened throughout my career, not everyone has been a, a huge hit. Um, for example. Um, I applied to uh, Finji, um, who is known for Night in the Woods and um, um, Overland that's coming out. Um, But I applied for the community management position at the same time that their current community manager, Harris Foster, did. And I'm really, really glad that he got it (laughs) because he's (laughs) definitely a a pro at what he does. Um, But it was one of those things where I am constantly looking at what he's doing in the um, in the indie community and what he's doing with his content to try and even make mine even better. 
right. so it's it's not really competition. It's it's like who who are the people that you choose to surround yourself with, and how much you know you can learn from the different community managers or whatever position position you're in around. Sure. Um, there are plenty of of developers and uh, game designers out there who, if you join their community, are willing to to talk to you about your own work as well. Um, it oh, kind wow. of becomes a forum of people sharing different things. Like I know just in the MageQuick community, there are a few people who share their own work and Chad and Brett will give them feedback on what they've done. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I've seen that done in other, in, in other smaller communities as well. Um, in, uh, I don't know if you guys know new blood. Um, they did dusk. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, a medieval, um, yeah. They also have a, a game that's in uh, the works right now called Unfortunate Spacemen, and the creator will, you know, they'll they'll constantly look at fan art and content creation that their fans are making, and will actually pay them for their for their work. Um, that's awesome. Sometimes, like that's there are, there are content creators where they've actually taken their work and used it on their own merchandise, and they'll always make sure that a portion of that goes to the content creator. So, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. So I love just, that. Yeah, it's it's they they do a really good job with their with their community as well. Yeah, I think companies that that do that, that kind of like feed off of the community just makes it a better space for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like I I love that so much. Like you'll see um what's the company that I used to follow that would used to do it all the time. Oh, it's a short company. Oh, 86. Um Okay. The clothing brand. Um, mm-hmm. They used to do like a lot of FGC stuff, which they still do every once in a while. But you'll see them be like, oh, like we're going to do an art contest. And whoever's the winner, we're going to like make a shirt out of it. Or we'll make a poster out of it. And I, I love that. Like having yeah. that, having your community alongside with your company is like amazing. I, I love having that connection with like any companies that I, I, I mess like I talk with. Um, like... Um, SNK, the guy, the uh, community manager for Samurai Showdown. Like I met him right. at E or at uh, Evo this year, and I I walked up to him. I was like, "Hey, man! Like it's so nice of you to you know hang out with me on my stream the other night." Um, you know, it, it was wild. You know, I, I didn't think anyone would you know pop in to say what's up, but of all people, the community manager came in, and you know I thanked him. And he's like, "Oh, dude! Like I love doing it. I go to you know any streams I can get to. I love talking with the community." And I'm like, "Thank you, thank you." Yeah, it's it's really cool. Speaking speaking of Evo, <laughs> our community manager did a really cool thing where he actually went to Evo and played Teppen with the other people who were at Evo. Like he would sit <laughs> yeah. down and play with them and teach them, you know, tricks and stuff oh, like cool. that. Oh, that's uh, awesome! Which I thought was super super cool. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so. yeah, Teppen's been on on the huge rise. Like, that almost came out of nowhere, I think. It came out July 4th. It came out at Anime Expo, and we revealed it on the oh, spot. Cool. Oh, yeah, that's that, sweet. Yeah. We had uh, these huge banners over the booth, and as soon as the game came out, banners came down. Rolled down. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so cool. That's yeah. really awesome. Yeah, I think the first time I saw it was Maximilian Dude was playing it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is this? Like Capcom made a card game. I'm I'm down. I'm in it to win it. Because Capcom is like my top three favorite game companies of all time. And the artwork in that game is 
insane. And yeah. I love how it's not so much as a... I guess like a collectible card game because you kind of like you get like decks and stuff that you can kind of work off of, mm-hmm. but it's like it's action. Like you got you got to keep going. Like you can't just stop and like think like okay, I'm gonna put this card here and I'm gonna do this. It's like you have to put this card here or you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's, it's such a fun fast game. Fast. It's a very interesting concept and I dig it. Very cool. I love it. Um, so you were talking about, um, other, other community managers that, that you, um, you kind of, it's not a, uh, competitive, uh, kind of thing, but you kind of, um, you grow together side by side with people. Would you say that there's, uh, maybe one or two, uh, people in particular that you might look up to as like a mentor or someone that's kind of helped you along this path to be a community manager? Um, yeah, I would definitely say so. Um, there are so many people who come to mind when I when I think of really amazing community managers. Um, I had mentioned that Harris Foster. Um, he's he's definitely been a, been uh, a mentor. Um, oh wow, there's there's just so many um, <laughs> community managers that I know that I'm just thinking of now. Um, Slate uh, Shortner from 505 Games. Um, he does a lot of talks on his streams for um, people who are looking to get into the gaming industry or just um, community managers in general. Um, um, he's not a he's not a, a community manager, but Dave Oshry from uh, New Blood has definitely been um, watching the way he handles marketing is absolutely insane the dude's a madman <laughs> uh, who never sleeps but um <laughs> the way he he handles marketing community is really uh definitely pushes me to to go past my limits on on what i can create and do um so there's definitely a lot of people and i'm and i'm constantly meeting new new people all the time oh I, I can't believe I totally blanked on uh, Victoria Tran from uh, Kit Fox Games, who does. Uh, um, okay. They're coming out with Boyfriend Dungeon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, she does. Um, she will actually do uh, full on Twitter threads about community and, and Twitter posts. Oh, wow. Um, and I, I. Oh, she does so many talks at like GDC and. Um, uh, at conventions about community management and how to build a non-toxic community and how to keep your community uh, healthy and established and, and um, how to deal with when you, when you do have a, a, a toxic person in your community. And so there's a lot of that conversation happening. Um, so just a, just a lot of different people have inspired me going to the industry. There's also, you know, the there's a huge um component that i think a a lot of people don't necessarily think of when they're thinking of community managers is you know how to keep your yourself mentally healthy and uh amanda gardner from deep end games who did uh, perception does really really great talks on keeping your mental health um, in, in check and, and how to meditate 
and have a have a healthy um, lifestyle for your, your mental health. Um, she does really great talks on that that I've seen at PAX East and things like that. Right on. Yeah, I, I could imagine being a community manager is pretty pretty tough on the on the mental for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because, especially with dealing, I mean, with it being in a big company like Gung Ho, dealing with so many different communities like that mm-hmm. and having to manage all of that, that's got to be quite the toll at the end of the day, for sure. Yeah, it's it's definitely, um, there are definitely days where I've had to, unfortunately, skip a stream uh, mm. or or take a day off because I at the uh, at the end of the day, you sometimes just feel completely burnt out. Um, and that's, that is a very fragile, um, line that you have to, you have to make sure that you don't, you know, burn yourself out too much, um, especially during convention season. Um, oh, yeah. because your mental health affects your physical health and then vice versa. And, yeah. um, so it's definitely, uh, you know, got to take the, the all the vitamins <laughs> right yeah I, God, but, uh, I doing that too. things things like meditation and writing um definitely help me at the end of the day um i'm i'm currently actually working on a book um oh. and that's something i've been doing since grad school and that actually really helps with my mental health at the end of the day to just go into something that's not video games <laughs> um even right. though i do play video games afterwards yeah. but <laughs> Um, it's more like, uh, you know, go write something or go take a walk. I'm lucky enough to live close enough to a beach. I walk, you know, go uh, for a run after work. It's those things that keep you uh, in check. Yeah. Yeah, you, you just need to, like, unpack when you get home and separate yourself from from your... your um, work life. The, that, yeah, the work-life balance. That's what I was trying to get at. Um, I know I struggle with that sometimes where if I, if I have a rough day and I get home and I'm, something's just like eating at me, like something that might've, um, gone wrong or, you know, rubbed me the wrong way at work, it'll, it'll just like linger. And I've had to learn to kind of leave my work bag at, you know, in in my car when, when I get home and I just have to detach myself sometimes. It's, it's a hard thing to do, but like you said, I think that's important to, to find something where you can just stay mentally healthy, whether it's a, a run or, or meditation or writing or art, whatever it is, I think it's important to discover what that is for, for each individual person. Yeah. And definitely, you know, being a content creator after, after work, um, sometimes that is my, you know, my meditation, uh, spending time with my community and, mm-hmm. and, or the mage quick community or whatever community I'm spending time with after work. Um, is definitely a, a form of meditation for me because it's that it's it's stepping into a new space and mm-hmm. spending time with different people. Um, especially uh, we've been doing a series recently with a songboard songbird symphony, which is an indie game that came out, and I'll actually okay. do the stream in a bird kugurumi. <laughs> oh, oh nice! Awesome. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> at the end of the day i'm just like yes i get to put on my bird suit right (laughs) Uh, i love it so that's been a lot of fun yeah gaming and streaming is definitely my my de-stressor uh unless i'm playing overwatch then it's just like adds to the stress (laughs) but you know whatever it's all about finding the right game to uh to relax with 
like Hollow Knight is like my good de-stressor. Like now that that's on the Switch, I just like sit back in my bed. And I'm just like, all right, I'll play this for <laughs> just a little bit before I go to bed. And then next thing you know, it's like four hours later, three thirty in the morning. I'm like, all right, one last one last go, <laughs> one last go. <laughs> I think for me, it's gonna have to be Animal Crossing when that comes out. Like oh, that'll God. be how I unwind at the end of every day. <laughs> so that's good. nice. I'm so excited. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I think for me, it's uh, there's. I, because I've played so many games recently um, for streaming and for and for work related things, but I think for me, my my end of the day distressor is is still gonna have to be Mage Quit, <laughs> nice. even though I'm screaming at the top of my lungs while I'm playing <laughs> it. Um, but uh, I think another one for me, um, it would have to be Tied with Night in the Woods because um, mm. I've played that game so many times. Sometimes I'll just you know I'll put it on. I'll put the music on in the background and just, you know, listen to that and not even play the game. I'll just have it on in the background <laughs> yeah. so I can listen to the music. I loved that game. Oh, it's such a good game. <laughs> yeah. I felt like it, um, I, I forget who it was that wrote an article about it at the time, but if it, it was something along the lines of, um, like if you're an anxious, like mid 20 something, like this game is made for you. Mm. Um, like it, it just, I feel like it resonates with so many people in our generation um, on so many different levels. And uh, it, it definitely, I don't know. I don't think I've played a game like that before. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know I how to explain it really. I wish I'd, I could articulate it better. But yeah, I don't think I played a game that made me feel the way that that game had. It was awesome. I, I, I'll be honest, I still haven't gotten around to play it yet, but I've heard nothing but good things. So yeah. it's definitely on the list. It's on so many consoles. <laughs> yeah. It's on Switch. It's on PC. It's sold. It's on PS4. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's on Xbox. I don't think so yet. But it should no, be. I'm not sure, actually. It's, yeah, it just needs to be on everything. Yeah. <laughs> What now? Excuse me. Talking about um, you know some of our favorite games to relax with. Um, kind of changing. Um, well, I guess staying kind of within the same topic there. What are some games that you're looking forward to that aren't necessarily out yet? Doesn't have to be 2019. It can be further out if uh, if you want to. There are just so many good games huh. coming out this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, my wallet through. hurts right now. Yeah, there are there are <laughs> a lot of good games coming out just even the next few months. Yeah, um, I can't even think of what's coming out next year to be honest. Um, I know I'm I'm really excited about. Um, I wish I wish I could think of the name of it right now, but the people who did uh, Fendi and the Ink Machine are coming out with a new game. Yes, um... uh, and it's like a western. And I just cannot Whoa. think of the name of it right now. And I feel really bad because Cricket, uh, who's the community <laughs> manager, is a good friend of mine. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Cricket. <laughs> I cannot think of it right now. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of that name either. I know what you're talking about, too, because I remember yeah. when... Uh, I might actually just have to Google this. <laughs> yeah, I was trying I mean, to do the same I'm thing, actually. Uh, no, that's not what it's called. 
Well, I, the the game that's that's coming. I'm I'm very excited for to see what work they do, um, with that kind of uh, that kind of genre. Um, oh yeah. But I think in terms of games that are just coming out in the next few months, I'm super excited about um, um, Man of Madon, um, which was the con- not the continuation, but it's kind of the the answer of to Until Dawn. It's from the same studio, oh, yeah. and okay. it's part of their new anthology. So there's going to be nine games Ooh, in the anthology. Oh I think they said. Um, but it's that. I feel it like it fills the void of Telltale. Sure. Because um, it's oh, it's that man. type of like choose your own adventure. Right. Yeah. Um, decision making that I feel should be in more games, but. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a bit biased. <laughs> um, I'm really excited for that, and I'm really excited for uh, Blair Witch. Oh um, yeah, I forgot about like that. Really soon. Yeah, I think it's next month actually. Yeah. Um, it comes out. God, time is um, flying by. Yeah, it's almost December. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Stop already. Don't. Yeah, I don't even want to think of that yet. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, those those two. I'm I'm really excited for. Um, in terms of games that are coming out, I am despite see I I feel hesitant on this one just because of the culture of the company, but I'm still kind of excited about Borderlands Three, which yeah. as a as a you know, as a gamer and a and a community manager, it just I I am so conflicted on that. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Yeah. It's um, I feel like that um, it it is kind of tough to uh, or I'm sure it is. I I guess like I shouldn't speak um, like I'm a part of the industry, but as a um, being in the industry and um, being a consumer at the same time, that's got to be that's got to be extremely tough in situations like that. Hmm. You don't really know what um, I mean. You you feel torn. I'm sure. Um, I'm trying to think of another example. Um, well, I, I, I don't mean to talk like I have all the, all the information. I, I definitely don't. No, no, you're uh, fine. But it's, it's always, you know, you, you think about these things regardless. Um, you know, you're, you, you get so much information in a day. It's, it's sometimes it's just like, oh, I just want to stand and play games. Right. <laughs> 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 I mean, man, it's kind of like the, I mean, I'll put it out there, like the whole like uh, Riot Games and like how bad they treat some of their employees. Like it's stuff like I love their games, but I mean, it's just the fact on like how they treat their their, their employees is like, uh, I don't know if I should support this anymore, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it's tough. It is tough. I guess yeah. just recently too, uh, what was it? Respawn kind of got into some hot water there for a little bit. But yeah, just... but that was that was with Apex today. Uh, yeah, it happened yesterday. That was oh, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. That was I mean, you you definitely you. There's just so many people who work on a game that you mm. think like how you know how can I still support them as well? Right, yeah, people right. who still put their all into a game. So mm-hmm. I think that's why I'm still gonna end up playing Borderlands. 
in the in the long run. But there there are just so many good games coming out. I think that um, I'm excited for. Um, yeah, we kind of got off on a tangent there. Sorry about Sorry, that. Sorry, no, that was totally <laughs> me. That was totally my fault. It, um, yeah, it's, I, I always think about, or I, I always try and think about, I should say, um, how many people put their, their time and effort, like this is where they're putting their 40 plus hours a week um, into creating something. So it, it's hard to say, hey, I'm not going to support Riot because, you know, of their their work practices, but then... Does that mean that because you're not supporting them, are those people just going to get laid off or mm-hmm. it's it, it's a tough balance? How do you support the workers? And I, I'm sure there's there's people that are more um, informed on on situations like this than I am. But I would love to find a way to support the workers. And oh, I, I know that there's always there's growing talks of, you know, like unionizing in the gaming industry and all that. So mm-hmm. not not that that's the answer but we won't uh, we we won't get into that that's a whole a whole other discussion yeah. um yeah a, there's, there's just a oh sorry let me cut you off there i was just gonna say on a more positive note i got into D recently nice nice god yeah this, that's, that's a genre that i wish i could get into it's like if it's not in a world that i understand already it's so hard for me to get into. Like when we did the Resident Evil one, I was like all about it. I could I could imagine <laughs> what Tim was talking about. Um, <coughs> I was in talks of doing like a Sonic the Hedgehog D and D because why not? But like, uh, I think watching it and like listening to people like other people play D and D, it's really fun. But me, I just it's it's tough for me to get into it. That's fair. Yeah. Is this how how many campaigns have you done, or is this your your first? first time playing uh no i used to play in college a lot um that's awesome um but not so seriously um it was more of just like a fun thing that we did and we never really got (laughs) through an entire campaign (laughs) because we get distracted easily (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah i i um found a few places out here i want to try and start playing again so that's i guess technically that's a game i'm looking forward to yeah (laughs) Because it's something yeah, there, different it's, every time. It's kind of been like a big rise in like, I've seen a few like D&D bars. Mm-hmm. Kind of pretty cool. Yeah, I've never, never even thought about something like that. But I mean, I think we've got a couple in Ohio that I know of. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. It's pretty cool. I've only done one campaign and it, it didn't didn't get finished, unfortunately. But I'd, I'd love it. I'd, I wish I would have started sooner, um, you know, back in high school yeah. or college or something. But it's... I'm glad to see that it's kind of on the rise. It's something that's gaining popularity and it's not, um, I don't want to say taboo, but it's, it's not um, something that's looked down upon as much anymore, mm. which I love. Yeah. I feel like that's just the case in, uh, in kind of nerd culture in general though. Like oh, for in sure. Gaming and comics. It's, it's cool to like the things that nobody, uh, nobody thought it was cool to like, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, there are definitely things that are that are make not so much making a comeback, but more people are discovering them, which is super cool. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. more it's more widely accepted, I guess. I mean, I brought my sister to her first convention this year, and that is that's like a unicorn. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, she immediately wanted to like leave 
when she got there because there were too many people for her. Uh, which sure. I completely yeah. understand. Yeah, we went to Comic Con on a Saturday. Um, oh wow! <laughs> but oh, wow. I gotta, I gotta hand it to her for for wanting to try and get into more of these things. She's a huge Harry Potter fan. Oh yeah, that's cool. why she wanted to go. But uh, she yeah. was, you know, walking up and down the aisles with me. And, you know, I saw her looking at stuff and getting super yeah, into yeah. it. So that was nice to see. That's awesome. I always love introducing people to to conventions and um I, I didn't go over so well with Tim. It wasn't really his uh oh, his cup of tea. He's more of a uh a PAX or an E three person, not so much a uh like an anime convention person. But mm. he gave it a shot and I'm I'm proud of him for it. <laughs> well, did you go to New York Comic Con with him, right? Yeah, we went to New York Comic Con. Okay. Um and I think he enjoyed that. He enjoyed yeah. like yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. We went in 2016, I believe. 16, 2015 yeah, or 2016. Right. Okay. Oh, yeah, I think it was 16. Okay. Yeah, that was right before we got the cats. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've been going to New York Comic Con since 2008. So I'm oh, wow. I've been going a few. I was, I was going... Actually, it might it might actually be before that because I was going when it was also still New York Comic Con uh, and Anime NYC. So it was oh, when well, the convention was still split down the split. middle. Yeah, yeah. Which was yeah, I remember seeing God, way back way back in the day seeing videos for that all the time. I was like, I want to go to one of those one day. That's cool. I went to my That's first awesome. Anime Expo this year, which was interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I heard it's uh, Anime Expo. I heard that's quite the night. No, I don't want to say nightmare, but it's uh, very Lion Con esque. Oh uh, yeah, the lines were, <laughs> were really, really intense. <laughs> I didn't have to wait on them because I was working them, but I was like, fair enough. I saw people waiting, and I was just like, I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, we waited. I know we didn't have to do much waiting at New York Comic Con, but I feel like E3 is the one that we always wait the longest. Oh, yeah. I think it was about four and a half hours for Legend of Zelda this year. Oh, Uh, yeah. That was a. Nintendo had a crazy line because they were throwing. They were showing all those titles right there. They were showing Pokemon and Legend of Zelda and the Sonic and Mario at the Olympics. Dude, I don't care what wall. anyone says. Those games are awesome. Oh, yeah. The rock wall. That was sweet. Yeah, Wait, they had a rock wall? Yeah, they had a tiny rock wall. That's yeah. awesome. I didn't I didn't go this year, unfortunately. But that sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea about a rock wall. It's crazy. It's pretty cool. Are you going to be going to a TwitchCon? Me? I am not mm-hmm. sure yet. That's still, okay. still in the air. More like TBA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but I will I I am going to try and not not as it's it's funny how many of these things I go to to work and I don't think I've been to a convention just as a fan in a very long time. Sure. So, I think I might go to Pack South next year. Um so in January just as a, a as a fan. 
and go yeah. for like maybe a day or two and just relax. For sure. Yeah. Let us know. Sweet. We'll be there. Yeah, I love I love packs. I'll probably be hanging around the the Mage Quit booth for a little bit, but <laughs> I'll go. definitely be there. Uh but quick, you know, shameless shout out for them. They have uh, they're they're releasing the game fully at a uh PAX West. Oh wow, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so Oh cool. man, that's huge. Leaving yeah, that's awesome. Access. Shout out to them. <coughs> Excuse me. I had no idea about that. Yeah. That's awesome. Man, I haven't been keeping up with that game a whole lot, but uh, the, the the amount of times that I did play it, um, I absolutely loved it. It's like, gotten it's, crazy it's a very how much game. added because uh, Brett quit his job and is working on the game full time. Oh, wow. Wow. I didn't That's know awesome. about that. That's awesome. Yeah. So wow. it's tough. Yeah, he quit his job two weeks after PAX out. Like that's huge. Full game, full game. Yeah, job. good for him. That's <laughs> yeah, good for that's him. That's awesome. Living yeah. the dream, man. Yeah. So that's what I'm looking forward to. What are you guys? What are you guys uh, looking forward to this year? Uh, number one for me will be Death Stranding. Yes. I think. I mean, it, it's also because we we just got done watching the the Gamescom, uh, like the new footage from it today, because mm-hmm. uh, we were watching that right before we we came on the podcast. But there's just something there's something crazy about Kojima games that no one else has been able to capture. So I don't know what to expect. Um, the guy's a genius. He's a he's a madman. I can't wait to see what what wild story he's uh, concocting next. So definitely madman. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That'll be probably my most what I'm most excited for. Um, Borderlands Three. I'm looking forward to that, and then um, Animal Crossing, for sure. Oh, I I've been waiting too long for Animal that. Animal Crossing coming out. May twelve or sorry, March twentieth. I think. March 20th. Not that I'm you know, counting down. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so for me, I guess it would be also Death Stranding. Uh, mm-hmm. Big Kojima fan myself. Um, also, uh, any any more Halo news is also another big one that I'm looking forward to. And then the rumor of Overwatch 2. As much <laughs> as that game stresses me out, the rumor is out there for an Overwatch 2. We'll see here in the next few months. But uh, I think that's what, that'd be like my top three. Other than that, I mean, I guess like Iceborne. Been really big into Monster Hunter lately again. Uh, what else is out there that's coming out? I was trying to pull up my. I've got a list of indie games that I kind of like keep keep on watch. I was trying to see. I try and split them up to where I have like. Th- um, I had this prepared too. Let me see if I can find my indie list. Oh, uh, Finji's coming out with a tunic. I'm really excited for. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. It looks so good. Yeah. I think I've played that demo at conventions like 10 times. They're going to kick me (laughs) out of line the next time they see me. Right. (laughs) So I'm I'm excited for that one. Also, Banjo and Smash is also what I'm excited for the most. I've been waiting four years since Melee for him to be in a game. So it's exciting. Oh, and... uh, Visage. I don't know if they ever finished the other chapters for that either, but I'm oh, definitely looking forward to playing sure. that. 
I'm looking forward to playing that again at for uh, our Extra Life event that we usually do. Oh, very oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Just playing a bunch oh, of scary games. That's oh, what it was. Games. It was uh, Minako's Night Market, the cat game. I don't think I heard that one. Um, yeah, Minako's the Night Market by Meowza Games. Okay. <laughs> that one looks really cute. Um, There's a Cat Ladies coming out from uh, Rose City Games. Yeah, I want to play that at PAX West. It it's looks cute. so good. It's really cute. Yeah. After Party is another one. Mm. Um, that one's by Night School Studio. I'm sure there's just so many indies that I'm not thinking of, and I feel really yeah, bad. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the boat that I'm in right now. I'm like trying to look at my list right now. I'm like, yeah. Uh. <laughs> I've been playing this game called it's it's out already, but it's called One Finger Death Punch, and it's oh, surprisingly yeah. addicting. We were, I think we just saw that it was announced for the Switch today. Oh, really? It was during. I think so. I think it was I in the was like Nintendo did like an indie showcase today. And I mm-hmm. want to say that it was announced for the Switch. Okay. I think it was One Figure Death Punch 2. Yeah, it was, was two. announced for the Switch. Because that's the one that just came out. Okay. Oh! Oh! What's that? What's that game that's coming out from uh, the woman who did uh, Evil Within 2? And she also did Bayonetta. Ghost oh, Tokyo of- Ghoul. Or not Tokyo yeah. Ghoul. Oh my gosh. Uh- <laughs> that's an anime. Um, Ghost um, of Tsushima, is that what it's called? No, that's the that's game by a... Sucker Punch. Um, okay. Um, it's Ghost of something, right? Yeah, Ghostwire. <laughs> Ghostwire. Yeah, yeah Ghostwire Ghost Tokyo. Okay. Yeah, I was looking forward that to that. Sweet. That <laughs> looks so good. Yeah. It's, it's, she had such a good presence at, uh, at E3. <laughs> she she's so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm I'm replaying uh, Evil Within too. Oh. I, for, yeah, I forgot nice. how good that game is. Um, I think I got like game. halfway through that game, and I think then something else came out, and I never got around to beating it. But I'm gonna have to try to go through that and beat that again. You should. It's I get stuck totally with that all it. the time. Maybe that's what I should do. Maybe I should start playing some scary games. I feel like being spooked a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, scary games are the best games. Oh, God, I love them. Just give me all of them. <laughs> Hopefully we'll have a few more. I feel like we had some on our some on our list. We always try and like make a, uh, like compile a list of them so we can play them in October on stream. That's usually our, like, our spooky month. Ooh, very nice. <laughs> Uh, Silver remember, Silver Chains is a good one if you're looking for scary ooh, games. Okay, I'll Silver put that on the list. Silver, yeah, Chains. it's very amnesia esque. Okay. Oh gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> watching Tim can... watching Trevor play Resident Evil Two was so funny. Like he, he scares so easily. I it's weird. I I love watching scary games. I I just cannot play them. Like I. I'll put. I just have to put down the controller and walk away. I it's I love them though. It's so fun to it's so fun to watch. I remember we. I think it was Outlast we played for on Extra Life on stream, and I was just sitting on the couch, just like, oh, this is insane. 
Uh, I think the yeah. scariest, it's, it, it wasn't even a game. It was the, uh, the saw experience, uh, was the scariest thing I think I've ever done in my life. And it was at New York oh, Comic Con wow. last two years ago. That, that was like a VR thing, wasn't it? Yeah. It was terrifying. Ooh. They like put you in yeah. a room, a dark room in a chair. They strapped your arms to the chair they nah. put you. Uh-uh. They put nah. uh, headphones on and the VR thing on, and you had to do this whole experience. And I've never wanted to just Ooh. nope out of there so fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's that? It's what's that one game? That's with awful. The ocean. There's no way uh. I could do that. I played Resident Evil Seven on VR recently, and I got pretty spooked by that. On yeah. VR, you said? Uh, RE Seven. Oh, RE7? Oh, yeah, that's... That game, I'm... I'm very excited for 8, because I want to see where this, like, new universe sort of thing goes on. Mm-hmm. I want to see what's what's going to happen next, because 7 was so, so fantastic. It was really, really good. It reminded yeah. me a lot of... It's like they took Outlast and the writing from the first Fear game... Mm-hmm. And it had a baby. Oh man, fear! And that baby was <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the game was. I would give it. I would probably give it one of my game of the years for sure. When that game came out. Wow. That game was. Oh, I loved it. That was a. That was a um, one of the years where we had a lot of like big titles right at the start of the year because I think was that the same year Monster Hunter came out or no? Yeah. It was last had, like, year, Resident right? Evil. Or was it the year before last? I can't even I want to say the year before last. Oh, man. Wasn't it like it the all just blends together Spider-Man 2? Insomniac Spider-Man came out around the same time? Well, that was last year. I know that for for sure. Okay. Spider-Man. Yeah. Two years ago and then. All these release dates just blend together after a while. Yeah. Yeah, I had no idea that Grandia came out Friday. I thought it was like next month, but <laughs> the PC version comes out next month. Uh, oh, that maybe that's it. what I was looking at. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting it on the Switch though. If it's already out, <laughs> it's yeah. Switch done. Play it on the go. I'm, I'm gonna be playing it on the plane ride to Seattle. <laughs> Get my hours in. Right. Yeah. So you uh, you brought up con season. Did, um, does that have a like? Is that starting to wind down then? Like after PAX West? Uh yeah, definitely around the like December. There's not as much to do, which is nice because I'll actually be able to go home to New York for the first time in like nice. almost a year, which is a weird oh, wow. thing to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of family in New York. I need to visit there again. I need to visit more. Yeah, so I'm gonna take a five five hour plane ride back. That's <laughs> family. That's yeah, it. that'll be awesome. Totally worth it. Do you guys do anything um, international? Like, do you guys have a presence at like Gamescom this week or like Tokyo Game Show or anything? Um, TBA, <laughs> TBA. I I'm not actually oh, gotcha. not sure. That's um, fair. I don't I don't think. We have anything for Gamescom? Um, I don't believe so. I know our le- our next thing is PAX West, so that's kind of what we're 
you know, focused on. on at the moment. Yeah. I'm sure like, especially with all the conventions kind of throughout the summer, that, that has to be insane. Just back to back to back to back. Like by the time oh, you're already so finished with one convention. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was so strange because it felt like, what, what was the last thing I did? So we did, I did PAX South with Mage Quit, and then I did PAX East literally two months or three months later with Mage Quit. And then I moved, and then I did E3, and then I did AX, (laughs) and then we had like a month in between to breathe, and now I'm going to PAX West. So it's just been, you know, back-to-back conventions has been so much fun, but so insane. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was definitely a full two weeks where I was very sick uh, from (laughs) conventions. That con cred. (laughs) Don't miss it. But managed to survive. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. I'm I'm sure that even through the uh, the the tough times, being able to uh, to experience all that from um, from the industry side has to be so fun. Yeah, I got to do a really cool uh, interview at PAX East with uh, a publisher called Versus Evil. Uh, oh, yeah. They had me on their um, small content creators panel. It wasn't so oh, much right a panel. On. It was their their stage setup. Yeah, and okay. It, it was That's like super me and cool. four other people, and that was a lot of fun to do. Yeah. And then I got awesome. to... <laughs> uh, one of the one of the careers in Mage Quit bet me that I couldn't yell uh, about their tournament without a microphone <laughs> because I already speak kind of quietly, but uh, I my voice was almost shut at that point. He was oh, like, geez. "I bet you can't do that," and I was like, "Nope, nope, we're doing this. Let's go. <laughs> right. Let's go. Never back down from a bet. <laughs> no, never." Uh, <laughs> So it's been fun to work with all the different people across the different conventions. Yeah. And I got yeah, it's to... Always... Oh, sorry. No, no, I, I was... Um, you can go ahead. I was just saying it. it's nice to be able to see the same people kind of over and over at the same conventions. Yeah, especially when there are certain people who are, are like moving or maybe you don't see as often. Like my yeah. friend's yeah. moving his company to New Zealand. So it was kind of the oh, wow, last wow. few times I get to see them. And then I had another friend who had left the industry for like a year. And this was his first event in, in a year. So it was really cool to see him. And uh, just the people maybe you don't necessarily get to see as often. But yeah. yeah, it's, yeah it's, a, it's a convention family, man. Yeah. 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 It really is. We've got a few people that we see down in, uh, in Texas. Um, it was the first time we actually got to meet them in person because, um, we went to PAX South. So it's cool to have kind of spots all over the country that you can go to and see a a different group of people every time. Yeah. Texas is definitely one of my favorite places for convention seasons. Uh, I love it down there. Yeah. PAX South is definitely my favorite convention. Um, to go to in terms of like the people I get to see and things yeah. I get to do down there. Yeah, for sure. Well, I know we're, we're looking, um, 
We're a wow. bit over the hour mark, so <laughs> normally towards the uh, towards the end here, we like to do a uh, like a rapid fire uh, section. Okay. So just some kind of like fun fun questions to kind of wrap it up. Um, no, um, so we'll we'll just kind of jump right into it. I've got it pulled up, Trey. I'll uh, I'll go ahead okay. and read them off. But uh, um, that, I don't have it pulled up yet. No, you're fine. Um, <laughs> I, I've got it got it prepared here. So just the first thing that comes to your head. Um, they're all pretty fun questions. Nothing like too serious. Um, so whenever you're ready, we'll, uh, we'll throw you through the, uh, the rapid fire gauntlet here. Yeah, sure. All right. So first question, if you had to play or stream one game for the rest of your life, what would it be? Uh, Ooh, uh, mage quit. Nice. <laughs> what is your weapon of choice? This can uh, be any game. Um, dual swords. Ooh, nice. okay. Favorite controller of all time. Uh, the PS4 controller. I love the sound going through the speaker. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. What game have you put the most hours into? Oh, that's a, that's a hard one in terms of hours. Yeah. Um, probably Dead by Daylight. I've Ooh, a okay. Lot of okay. Dead by Daylight. Got a cool a Dead by Daylight announcement today. I saw that. I'm very excited. So for awesome. It. Yeah. Me too. Awesome. Uh, no. Number five, uh, video game crush. Uh, oh, no judgment that's a here. Hard one. Um, uh, oh, why am I? And I'm even blanking on his name from uh, from Tales of the Borderlands. Oh, um, uh, the main Reese. Yeah, Reese. Reese. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like Reese. He's kind of a jerk, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't love him. <laughs> Uh, what video game creature would you want to keep as a pet? Video game creature. Uh, I think a heartless. Oh, I think okay. they're kind of cute. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Uh, your favorite video game music or original soundtrack? Oh, that's so hard. Um, <laughs> that's a, always the tough one. Oh man. Uh, I would, I'd probably say Night Night in the Woods. I uh, really, really enjoy that soundtrack. I like it. And either your, um, oh, your, uh, your most hated video game character. Uh, I really didn't like the um, protagonist in Outlast 2. I can't even think of his oh. name. I didn't even like him. I didn't like him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. I couldn't tell you the name either, but I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, favorite game to watch? Um, I really like uh the Rainbow Rainbow Six Siege. Oh yeah, yeah. Those are those are really good to watch. Yeah, I like to nice. watch other people play them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm hot garbage at that game. Yeah, yeah, same. But I'll I'll watch it for sure. Yeah. Um, and this last question comes from, uh, from Tim. This is a, this is uh Tim's bonus question here. Your favorite pocket on a pair of jeans. My favorite pocket on a pair of jeans. Well, yep. Yep. as, as a woman, we often don't get pockets <laughs> on our jeans, which is unfair, but that's a conversation for another day. Um, I Pocket-y would probably say the, the front right pocket because i always end up like 
kind of leaning with with like okay. my hand on the side. <laughs> nice. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Well, that that is the uh, the rapid fire gauntlet. You made it through. Thank you. Thank you. Victory lap around the room. Right. <laughs> yeah, they awesome. we say rapid fire, but usually they uh I mean there there's some pretty tough questions in there that I don't even though I've read them off a few times, I don't think I could answer them like right off the bat. Yeah, no, it's always <laughs> tough. Especially when it gets to the music part. I'm like, I can't Yeah. Because oh, yeah. I feel like I'd I'd end up changing my mind like five minutes later, like, oh no, wait, I thought of something else. Yeah, there are definitely games that and especially the the number of hours question, I think that I think I got that wrong. But yeah. <laughs> I think it's between Dead by Daylight and Kingdom Hearts two, so that could have oh yeah, that could have changed. Two is so good. Yeah, oh, I love Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I wish we had. Uh, I think I said this last time when we were um, on our last podcast. I wish we had real life achievements so we could see how much time we've put into uh, to games. I'd love to see like what my what my real life stats look like. There's a there's a website you can go to that tells you all your your stats in terms of hours played and things like that. I just can't think of it right now. You can that's like nice. you can hook up your Steam now. account to it and it'll give you like the statistics of everything. Oh, that's cool. Oh yeah. wow. I'll check that out. I'm interested now. They need like a they need an extension for like my Game Boy so I can uh, load <laughs> in on my time on the, the Game Boy as a kid because I'm pretty sure it's something on the the Game Boy Color that probably has my most hours in it. Very cool. I feel like I just never put down like Pokemon, probably Gold or Crystal. My dog ate like my it. Game Boy Color. If you Ooh. can believe that, she bit right through the glass screen. Oh, oh my no. gosh! Yeah. She's okay. That is awful. But <laughs> right, that I mean, that's good at least. That's uh. I was just very jeez. <laughs> that's heartbreaking. Mm. <laughs> I, I've never had a uh, I've never had a pet uh, a pet slash video game uh, injury. Luckily, I've I've been I've been uh, lucky in that arena. Awesome. Luckily, our cats don't uh they don't chew on much anymore. But <laughs> yeah. That's good. Not anymore. Yeah. Other than uh-huh. many cables were lost in those first couple months. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, lots of cables, lots of uh, lampshades. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's an interesting one. Yeah, they uh, they're uh, they're siblings and they like to uh, to play a lot. So they'll they just kind of like rampage through the house randomly and they like tore right through. We had one of those paper uh, IKEA lampshades and they just like busted right through it. So, <laughs> I could see I could see an animal doing that. Oh yeah, for sure. And they were probably like what two months old or something. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they were, they like, were just they were like this big. Yeah, little Adorable. little potatoes. Oh, <laughs> little fluffy potatoes climb on everything they can because they can get away with it because they're cute. Yep. It sounds like a cat <laughs> for sure. Yep. Well, um, I know we're we're kind of at the end now that we've we've gone through the the rapid fires. Um, so I wanted to kind of give you a chance to kind of plug yourself before we we wrap things up. Where can people uh, check you out on socials, on on Twitter, Twitch, wherever um, you'd like to kind of shout yourself out? Sure. Um, so on Twitch, I am the smallest bird. I am the, I think I'm one of the few Twitch channels on on Twitch that does a support organ donation page. So you can, you oh. guys can check that out. Um, nice. 
um, on tw- on Twitter, I'm the smallest burb. <laughs> uh, you can find me there, and on Facebook, we are the smallest burb production. Um, so yeah, that's that's everything. And um, fun uh, fun preview coming up. I got my violin fixed this week, so I'll be doing music stream- streams in uh, very soon. I'm I saw that. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. It was a couple day, uh, days ago, I think, I saw the, the photo you put up. That's yep. awesome. Very excited. Finally got it back <laughs> to New York. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, that, that'll that be, um, if you guys haven't already, definitely drop by her uh, her stream and give her a follow. Um, she's definitely one of the uh, the great people we've met in the uh, the gaming industry. I'm glad we got to get to know you a little better. Thank um, you. I know we haven't we haven't met too much, but I'm looking forward to seeing you again at, uh, at PAX West. Um, of course. And many more uh, conventions after that. Yes, definitely. Feel free to drop by the booth and uh, hit me up whenever you guys are at events. Yeah, for sure. We will. Um, yes. So yeah, I mean, with that, thank you so much for taking the time out of your uh, your post work evening to uh, to jump on our summer of streamers. We uh, we really appreciate it. Um, and glad you could uh, stop by. Yeah, thank you, guys. No, yeah. Thank you. And uh, until uh, next week on episode 63, we'll have someone else. Um, But until then, uh, like we said, make sure you follow uh, The Smallest Burb on Twitch, Twitter. um, And we'll have someone else for you guys to, uh, to hear about next week. We'll see you guys later. Bye.